Hey folks, it's your favorite Zero Level characters coming back at you once again. It's the No Class Podcast. With your internet buddies, Eddie. And Cool Cat Matt. How cool though? The Cool as a cucumber? Cold. Oh. oh. What's cooler than cool? You just took cool? it up a notch. Stone cold. That's right. Yeah. Want to race some hell? Hell yeah. So, what should we talk about? Well. It is that point in the show. Exactly. It's time to do a shameless plug. Um, But no, it's funny. We're not ones to brag. But in this instance, I think it's imperative. We have placed in Longviews Love Us. And I want to put a big, ginormous, huge thank you out to everyone that voted for us. And we just thought, like, we got four votes or something like that. Yeah, it was a goof. But we met with the guy um, from, what was his name? I'm going to be rude. Anyway. Jess? No. Jed. 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 Really nice guy from uh, the local, uh, locals love us. Super nice guy. And apparently, I mean, it was a significant number of votes to have gotten as far as we did into the, the process. Yeah, but should yeah. we say where we landed? Um, I'm just tickled that we are, we're in there, you know. Okay, well, of that, they only list so many in the guide. Yeah. And there were 27 total competitors or whatever, 27 nominees. Yeah. And we, and placed, we made the cutoff. We placed fifth, right? Yeah. yeah I mentioned it. I did it. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, when you figure out of 27 people, fifth, fifth is kind of noteworthy. With a lot of votes. Like you I mean, said, that wasn't four votes. votes. That so, was a lot of yeah, votes. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea. But when he threw out the numbers, I was like, holy crap. I didn't, you know. Because number one is always going to be the balloon, balloon race, race here in Longview. Longview's claim to fame or whatever, the hot air balloons. But for us to move up to two or three, I mean, we're up against it's doable. Bobbles and... Blue jeans and this and that and whatever. So, I mean, wow. Yeah, we, I mean, I just, I'm very appreciative. Thank you. And please keep us in mind for next year. Um, and we should see some posts from them on that. Yeah, I haven't absolutely. found anything yet, but. Yeah. Um, but we were up at the uh, Hilton Garden Inn for the pictures. And again, there's a, we talked with, you know, Josh and some others there. They're really excited. Um, and in fact, they were hosting. Some kind of an event there for the one Rotary of the Rotary Club or something. Well, no, they were also there's this last week they were really busy. They were hosting an event for one of the hospitals that's like a major event for them. And somebody there saw Kelsey, who's um, part of you know marketing and sales for events, and they supposedly asked her about our event. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But did they ask in a favorable way? I don't start me lying. I haven't had a chance to talk with Kelsey about it, but I was going to like, you know, hey, what are you was, the ones that the let dirt? those bums have a con yeah, in your it, hotel? Exactly. We, we don't want your business anymore. Yeah, they're evil. Don't touch them. The most evil. The most evil. Like an evil bow weevil. Um, so anyway, there's that. But talking about that and segueing into something else, like, you know, how many times do we get asked? Like this Jed guy goes, why are you doing this? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And I, as I always say, my pat answer, our love, our abiding love of gaming. We love games and gaming. And I love to share the share. Exactly. Well, and it's kind of like, I know probably a lot of listeners are like, I get it, cons are awesome. But if you could go proselytize, if you could go help the masses understand that like cons are just so much fun and that's why we we want to do a con 
We go to a con every year. But if you're listening to one, of, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of the faithful. Absolutely. This is definitely us preaching to the choir. Yeah, preaching to the choir. But it's like I would, you know, uh, we I meet people out in the wilds, and they're and I, hey, I put on a con, and they're they're just the people that are like, well, I want to come to a con, you know. And I'm like, well, you know, think about how much fun you have playing your game. But what if you could experience it through a different game master? Might have a different style that you might like better, or you like certain things they do, or playing with new players and go, man, I, I used to go to gaming conventions for years. Hence, I know cons are fun. And I was always learning new tricks at the table. Like, I never thought of using that spell that way. Or, you can do that with the fighter blip-blap ability? Why, yes, you can. It's perfectly legal. Holy crap. You know what I mean? So, learn new tricks. Experience in, in different games, you know. They're talking about different games. Man, you're ready to get at it. You're ready to get at this topic. Why not? I'm still in the shilling mode. Well, let's shill, brother. Shill like there's no tomorrow. Because I was going to say for you, those of you that are listening and are the faithful, thank you for spreading the word. That Absolutely. is the best thing you can do for us. We have exceeded our sales. Oh, yeah. Time after time. First year was mind blower. Last year blew our minds. This year we're humbled by people have really come out of the woodwork. And that's because of you spreading yeah, the word. That's absolutely. the best advertising that we can get. Always said that. Best advertisement is word of mouth. Facebook ads, bullcrap. Yeah, all Posters, that stuff. bullcrap. Yeah. Somebody saying something kind, and I will, I don't know, it's going to be a humble brag or something, but I think the friends that we have made at the convention level, like mm -hmm. NTRPG, I think mm -hmm. people ask like, hey, like vendors, like mm -hmm. us getting diesel. I'm yeah. sure there was some kind of, uh, what do you call it? not uh, vouching or verifying, but basically he probably asked around hey, are these and we've guys got that. Legit? Yeah. And we've got a decent reputation. We're too legit to quit. So that comes from you guys. And yeah. like I said, word of mouth. Absolutely. And so thank you again. And it's just, we, we appreciate everybody that takes their time and effort to run games and, and you know, of your money and resources. And yeah, absolutely. We're just very appreciative. We're humbled by how wonderful, like things like people who go to sin for locals love us. I mean, just, just awesome. Now, so while we're still talking about the long con, are you staying up till midnight tonight? Yeah, this is almost like uh, for us, for me, speak for myself. This is like election night. Yeah, you know, I have to work tomorrow, or Christmas but, Eve. But yeah, I'm staying up with you know to to see the election returns, but to see how many more tickets we sell. We've got. Well, we don't give a number, but we've still got a number to don't sell between now and midnight. But I'm hoping it's going to be like last year and people just piled in at the last minute, which I'm tickled this year. More people bought tickets earlier and, and there's dividends there. That's more that we can because that money's there ahead of time. We can use it to get more swag or do more cool things for y'all. And we know what number to shoot for. When people piled in at the last minute last year, we really weren't as well prepared because for a minute there, we were thinking there wasn't going to be a con. Yeah. You know? So, year one, we were worried. Yeah. Year two, I remember us sitting up and commiserating on the phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is it. Is this going to happen or not? And then the sales just freaking poured in. I think we sold close to 50 probably that night. In the last four hours. So, I mean, this time, it's just nice to know ahead of time that we're going to have the numbers, you know. Yeah, we've this time, we'll be it's a victory lap. Oh, absolutely. How, how much better will we blow the doors off of it? Yeah, and I mean, this was a leap of faith because going from the Hampton, which we appreciate them, they were there for us when we were starting up, but to go into the Hilton Garden Inn, which is an amazing venue, but it's amazing, and it's 
it, it ain't cheap. So needless to say, if it wasn't for these numbers, we wouldn't be able to, we, we would lose our shirt. <laughs> well, that goes back to thank you again for booking as many rooms as you have. Yes, that too. You know, with the, Now, yeah. what we need you to do is eat three or four meals a day during the con <laughs> at the Hilton so yeah. they really get that food money. Yeah. Maybe go to the bar, have a few drinks, maybe buy a round for the place. Yeah. There's going to be some, that money. some cool gamer-themed apps. So that's kind of cool. Appetizers to those who don't and use And remember to throw that money at our vendors if you want them to keep coming oh, back. Yeah, please keep be generous with the money. vendors, you know. Yeah. And there's going to be some cool vendors. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say who are you most looking forward to because that would be wrong. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But... I, what are some that you are really excited about? Because I would say we've got Etten Games for the first time this year. Basically, really excited. I was going to say, get out of my mind. I'm, I'm really excited about having Etten. Absolutely. They've got a lot. They have a really interesting mix of stuff when they're at NTRPG. And I always find something at that booth to buy, whether I want to or not. Every year at NTRPG, I'm, if I go to one booth, it's going to be our buddy Ben Burns. But definitely, um, and our old buddy Bill Barsh. But definitely Donahue is in the mix or Etten Games because he's always got such an eclectic mix of stuff and there's just always something cool at that booth. That's you know? what I think we've been missing the most. Yeah. Is just the old, more the old school stuff. Yeah. And you know, I love, well, I'm old school, man. Because we're know? not an old school con, but right. we're an everything con as far as yeah. RPG goes. Right. If you're old school, come on out. If yeah. you're new school, come on out. Which we've got some first edition, second edition D&D and it's being well received. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's already, some of those games have already uh, sold out. Oh, I don't doubt it, man. Locked up. But So we've got Ed and Games. They'll be bringing some of the old school stuff. We've got Diesel bringing his old school self. Absolutely. I think he's going to have some artwork. I know he's got some statues. Which statuettes. they're beautiful. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I mean, you know, the man, the man's an artist, you know. And uh, we're just really honored that he would grace our And he's con. a movie star. Absolutely, yeah. He was in that Eye of the Beholder that we just watched, which was really cool. If you get a chance to watch that, it's on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon streaming yeah. for free. Yeah. Well, if you have Prime, right? Or is it just yeah, free? But free? But yeah, but who doesn't have Prime in this day and age, Weirdos. right? Weirdos. All yeah. of our 15 listeners, yeah. they have it. I'm sure. Absolutely. Right, Robert? <laughs> right, James? Right, James. Right, Ron? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're right there combing your hair. Um Cooking you breakfast. Uh-oh. That is another alert from the Shut Up Matt alarm. <laughs> now, that's our special guest, a new member of the Long Con family, of the, I don't know, the Nameless Game Club family, whatever you want to say. It's another tool in our gambling belt. That is the sound of Matt's character being completed on the new epax 3d printer it's a resin printer Ooh la la so i should be getting some really good detail out of that good and i've printed it this time instead of just standard on the base kind of hanging upside down like a bat mm -hmm. this time i printed it with a bunch of supports so it's almost like in a webbing oh my so we shall see after this podcast how well his mini has come out but Shaga. i expect great things shaga black tooth yeah from our uh orc group are all orc half, group half orc group but yeah half orc bargu bardu plays the bagpipes i like that all right so are we ready for our is it our segue or are we still no, shilling? we're still shilling stuff we're shilling 
thrilling and shilling. Yeah, we've got to do at least 20 minutes of shilling. shilling. And Duh. if any of you want to skip ahead, go ahead. 20 yeah. minutes in. Yeah, sure. That's us in the 30-minute show. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing we want to mention real quick is the Long Con Spring. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What about it? Nothing. Long, Spring, Long Con Green or whatever. But... Long Con Prime, Long Con Red, the, Red OG, the OG is wrapping up today. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means we can stop worrying about that and mm. start worrying about spring. Exactly. Who is that going to make? Is anybody coming to the spring? Do, does anybody love us? spring ulcer. Yay. Yeah. So we're doing it again. End of April. Badges on sale right now for an early bird price of like 20 bucks. That's a bargain. Jump a whole weekend of gaming? Yeah. And Holy this time God. we're adding board games. Well, no one will be bored at this con. Oh. So tell your board game nerd friends Yeah. to come out. Yeah, board games, role-playing games, Shangri-La of gaming. So with all the added gaming, I've been having to pick up a few more board games myself. Mm-hmm. I've been doing demos over at Geek World. Right on. About, what, two weeks ago, I did Ultimate Werewolf. Really Ultimate. fun game. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Trying to figure out the difference between the villagers and the werewolves. Who is who? Who's the secret werewolf? Yeah. And, and you had quite a few people in that game. Yeah. 10, 12. Yeah, and that one gets good the bigger it gets. Yeah, the bigger it gets. The so better. that's another reason to come out and do your board games. Because there are some games you just aren't as good. Or you, you know, I think that one you've got to have a minimum of five to play it. Yeah, which is kind of asking for something. Yeah. So, so yeah, figure like if you ever played Werewolf and like, eh, it was fun. Imagine if you had like 20 people to play, that'd probably be phenomenal. And this Sunday, I'm going to go do a game demo at Geek World again. Cool. For the game Telestrations. Yeah, which the weird name, but it sounds like fun. I've read the description. It looks like it'd be fun. That's one you're going to want to borrow. Yeah. I could see you guys definitely getting together and playing that. that. It looks like fun. It's sort of a combination of the telephone game mm-hmm. and Pictionary. Oh, and see, I love both of those. So here's my story for that. I got the art, or the, my word was milkshake. The password is milkshake. So I draw a cow. Mm-hmm. and uh, Someone having a seizure. I draw a person, two people shaking hands. Okay. My wife guesses. Come on now. And keep in mind this Shaking is... cow syndrome. <laughs> no. Get ready to turn down your listening device to your listener because I think you're going to get a fall out of Matt. The word she guesses is, because this is a word you use every day in your normal life, utter handshake. <laughs> An utter handshake. That's what every cow wants is an utter handshake. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, man. Fun was had. I've actually got John to play it with us a few times. Oh, wow. Cool. So that's a big co- accomplishment right there. My buddy. And, uh, yeah, we've had some interesting ones. Uh, Teacher's Pet. That wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capitol Hill. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, the hardest one, though, I think that I've seen is... And orange peel. Yeah, trying to get peel or orange. I mean, other than orange, just what's orange? I mean, yeah. Wow. Because you, is there certain is there certain things that are verboten? I mean, you can't. You can't use letters or numbers. Oh. So you can't write like, hey, this is an orange. Yeah. I mean, you have to draw, well, you draw a picture of an you orange, right? You have to draw it. Yeah. And but think about drawing a picture of an orange. Orange, yeah. I mean. Oh, and you get a minute to do this. An orange it's just on looks a timer. like a ball if you can't kind of make that navely looking part on it. You so know? John, on that one, guessed 
an eye with some hair. <laughs> That's awesome. It was pretty good. Yeah, That's we had a fun good. time with that one. Sounds like fun. Well, yeah, shit. Now I'm, I'm wanting to check that out. So who knows? So, yeah, come on out. Play that really complex game that you can't get anybody else to spend eight hours playing with you. Mm-hmm. Or that you can't play with your friends because it screws them over too hard. Yeah. Or just come out and play some of those party games for, you know, a few minutes. While you're killing time between games, your game wraps yeah. up early. Walk over to the board games and play something. Yeah, you know, there's one that I bought a while back uh, called Chameleon that I'm kind of interested come in. Come, so, come, come, you know, who knows? I might bring that out to Geek World and see if anyone wants to play it. It sounds like kind of one of those who's the whatever kind of game. You know, I'm sure there's a whole oh man, there's a ton of those. Yeah, the genre of decipher. Which one of you is yeah? Yeah, the the whatever. But anyway, who's yeah. the traitor? Right, who's the chameleon or something? And we've gotten a lot of good board game support. And one of these days, I will have to make up my list of all the people that have sent us product and shill away to, for them, too. But they've definitely thing, earned yeah. it. People are sending me boxes of games. Which is really cool. Like, you know, however you pronounce that company. Exactly. Yeah, we'll want to know what the proper pronunciation is. All right. Now, something you mentioned before was talking about our games that we've played locally. People love to hear us talk about our games. It's the only thing better than having somebody sit you down and talk to you you about their character for about two hours. Mm-hmm. So what's going on in our local games? Do you want to talk about the post-apocalyptic game you're running? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why um, wouldn't he? So the post-apocalyptic game I've been wanting to run for literally years. But it was kind of like finding the right time and the right group and kind of having being prepared enough that I'd be ready to, to run it. And so, um, one of those things is, you know, MCC is kind of cool. There's parts of it I like parts of it. I'm not crazy about. And then there's the American, you know, wastelands like the American, American survival guide and the, uh, crawling under a broken moon. There's stuff about that. I like. And so I decided to kind of just do a hodgepodge, I've allowed in like character classes from because it's DCC is the engine as I call it. Uh, you could call in all these different classes. I'm practically allowing classes from any practically any DCC game. So we've got like a gambler from Dark Trails, um, and then like for a while there we had like a rogue from DCC. Now we've got a wasteland warrior from American you know survival, and and we've got. Uh, the alchemist from Ubris, but we're calling it a chemist, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just kind of all over the place as far as classes. But the great thing is because they share game mechanics, it works just fine. Okay, so you just ran A Fallen Star for All? Is that what yeah, it is? which is an MCC adventure. But I just tried to, like, go in and the part where it says, like, hard air and there's a counter with jewels. Now they're, they're glowing buttons. I mean, so I say glowing buttons or there's a TV screen because in American wastelands, it's not that far detached that you don't know what a computer or TV screen is or what buttons are. So, but I think you ran it over three sessions. It took a few sessions to run it. Do you think that, uh, the group was really dragging or there's just that much material or no, the good thing about now, like I've went back and tried to convert over some old game world adventures and sweet baby Jesus. I could see where those would take, I could tie up months running some of those, which is good. I mean, you're getting banged for your buck back in the day, but nowadays things are more bite-sized, mm-hmm. which is probably better for today's gamer and their mentality or whatever. And so that, no, this is something that if the group had been a little more, 
focused. Like if it had been a con game, I would have probably been doing more steering and a little mm-hmm. bit of nose grabbing to lead them by their nose. Because um, sometimes you have to do that to steer people back on. But when it's a home game, if I can get three, four, five sessions out of uh, adventure, I'm not upset. I say this is for your fun. I'm just I'm the moderator. I'm just the the disembodied voice over here. I just sit back and wait for the players to kind of give me direction. So the reason I'm asking that is because, as you may or may not know, Matt Couch is going to be running it at Longcon. He's going to run that Fallen Star for all. I like the adventure. I really I liked enjoyed it. it. I think the players enjoyed it. Um, I think it's a good adventure, and it's really kind of a shame because it's one that I wish I could have played it before I ran it. You know what I mean? Yep. But oh well. Um, but no, it was. You good. think it'll fit in a four-hour slot? I, I once again, there might have to be a little bit of steering, you know, and a little bit of cut some stuff sometimes down. Sometimes you have to grab players by the nose and kind of steer them because with the home game, people get into cutting up and laughing and, and kind of go off on a tangent and whatnot. I don't care. I mean, you know, I'm having fun. If you're having fun, oh, well, you know. Well, one of the adventures, here's me kind of bragging on myself or, or whatever you want to call it, but I had started, we started to play a DCC campaign back in the day, and I wrote an adventure called Caverns of the Dead God. And originally, it was just kind of how I will write and run games. It's a lot of bullet points, and it was about, like, literally two pages front and back. Like, it's four pages when I first wrote it. And running it over and over again, I added little bits and fleshed it out. And eventually when I decided I wanted to make it kind of a little more ooh-la-la, like I added some artwork and I wrote detail out or whatever. And eventually it swelled to be about 18 pages, which is about like a lot of modules you'll buy nowadays. But I mean, but, but going back to the whole thing about being four pages, the players, you were there, took three sessions to get through four pages of content, but I'm not upset about, I mean, I think, wow, talk about bang for your buck. Exactly. You know, so whatever. All right. Well, let's talk about another one. Let's talk about the Isle of Dread. Since you went on a vicious murder streak. Absolutely. But I I think everybody had fun, you know? Um, well, other than maybe Bradley, haha, but I still think maybe he had fun. Um, so we're at our local game club, which meets every Thursday at the Hampton, The Nameless of Longview. The Nameless of Longview. Um, a game club that we originally kind of got going, but, you know, we've kind of stepped back, so to speak. Um, there, and thank you, Laurelyn, you're awesome. Um, we, uh, uh, we originally decided, you know, to kind of break away from Ad- Adventures League for whatever reasons. And uh, Eddie was gracious enough to run initially um of the hardbound uh borderlands which is like what called into the borderlands or whatever eddie did a phenomenal job we had a lot of fun our players basically treated it like an mmo or just grinding in the woods for a while and i'm like can we get to the caverns you know but anyway we had fun with that so eventually it was my turn and i picked up isle of dread and i've been running that and it's been fun but still it's been kind of like a lot of grinding out in the woods on the island and there's it, what we it, Eddie's idea was to have two tables playing the same adventure at the same time, and the other table is kind of getting ahead of our table for whatever reason, you know, on content. But as mm-hmm. long as the players are having fun, you know, and leveling, I think, oh well, you know. But this last session, uh, I rolled on the random encounter, and they rolled random encounters twice. I'm almost kind of wanting to like disregard random encounters for a while because that might be part of the problem but the players rolled ones and twos which per the the 
rules they kind of set out in there, random encounter. And so it was a trend. Well, I, <laughs> I sort of asked the players, I'm like, oh, so when you sit down camp for the night, what are you doing? And well, are you going to have a fire? Are you warming your food? Oh yeah, sure. Now, I've never said this before. I asked this, talk about just playing it in my hands. Oh yeah. So of course the next day, the Trent that it observed them, you know, burning firewood and cutting down wood or whatever it attacks. Well, unfortunately it says in the fifth edition, Monster you like until the Trent moves, it is indiscernible from a normal tree in any way, in shape or form. So the players were right in its midst and it animated two other trees and proceeded to pound it, like knocked the wizard down before he even got to act. Um, and he was pretty, uh, been out of shape about that. And then the rogue archer slips off into the, the, the woods to hide as he should to get his sneak attacks or whatever, leaving. Uh, oh, anyway, so the, the, the pirate's ranger got smoked by a T-Rex. By a T-Rex you left earlier. this out. I left that part. Of course I did. But yeah, a T-Rex bit him in half because it critted and just killed him outright. And what a great night. Our party's cleric has just recently decided he won't be able to make it the game club anymore so they were like i was like well y'all gonna press on sans cleric yeah we'll be fine it you was know. no different it really wasn't um <laughs> there was no less healing spells yeah, given there, out there, that there was night. no less buffs or heals than would be normal yeah um and then unfortunately the the ranger great guy played by uh, bradley hammers um just a super guy it just Who does the theme song yeah he does our theme song thank you again bradley uh it's just dumb luck that the thing got a crit hit and it just you know, perfect edition rules killed him outright, bit him in twain, and swallowed the upper part. You know, we'll say. So anyway, there was that, and they nearly defeated the T Rex. Pressing on, like I said, the Treant attack uh, put a pretty good put them through their paces. But anyway, and so between those two random encounters, it was a good night of fear. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had him had him sweating bullets, but you know. Um, hopefully Bradley will show up again with some cool new character. And I guess I'm going to roll into a cleric. Yeah, the party needs a, a viable cleric. Yep. But you know what? It's kind of, think about our luck in 5th edition. Other than Leela, what if we had someone play a genuine... Horace Flamebeard? You know, so, you know, again, I say, who has played a real cleric? I mean, as in like... A healing buff, cleric? A buffing and healing cleric. Even though, like, I'll play a life cleric. Where they, oh, you're playing life. Of course you're going to be a healer buffer. Mm, no, not really. You know. Well, you'll be fine. Hey, let, them, let them get you to zero hit points. About that time the monster rips out the person's heart. <gasps> what? It's like, yeah, you can't wait till someone's down to heal them. Well, you get those three saves. No, because if they hit you while you're down, or there's an area effect or something, you instantly, boom, boom, automatically failed. You, you can't live life that way playing a cleric. You've got to be proactive, you know. But anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah, it was a, a, a tough night for the players, but very uh, rewarding experience-wise. And they actually got quite a bit of coin loot. No magic items were had, but lots of coin loot. Now, where exactly on the Isle of Dread are we going to spend all this money? Exactly. You know, so you're, you're, you're lugging around probably like 100 pounds or a couple hundred pounds worth of coins. For no practical reason. Absolutely. But luckily, y'all have a bag of holding, right? Do we? I don't think so. That was me being facetious. I was going to say, it's yeah. news to me. So you have to bear in mind in the future, if y'all ever flee, I'm like, what are you doing with all that, that middle chest full of coins you're toting around? Who's carrying it right now? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not Come me. Think of it. So, oops. 
I'm yeah. not in this one. I'm a ranger rogue. So he's like team stealth. So I'm definitely not sneaking through the woods with a hundred pounds jingle, of coins clank, on me. Clank, clank, clank. Yeah. What was it? I'm just there for the murder. Two thousand silver, two thousand electrum, three thousand gold, like one million copper, and one million. What was it six amethysts, each valued at like five hundred gold pieces or something crazy like that? Yeah. So anyway, but so that's what's been going on with our local, our group. The other table has had a death. At least one that I know. No. Oh, yeah, a couple. Well, yeah. actually, I got to kill somebody. Hooray for me. Yeah, from the and, other table uh, who was nice enough to come over to, to play on the table. Oops. Yeah, that was instant kill from Red Dragon Breath. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think the other one on John's table might have been an instant death from a plesiosaur ripping yeah. somebody in half. Yeah, rip Joe's character a new one. Which, as I would say, there are not many more greater joys in life than killing one of Joe's characters. I could see that. So if you need a reason to come to a con, run a game, get Joe on your table, and get that knocked out. It's like your birthday or something. You know? It just feels good. I don't it, know what's so good about it. It's, but. Just, it's just right, you know. But anyway, um, now, you know, I know it's kind of old news, but Eddie had ran a really phenomenal home campaign. And one thing I liked about that is he found a way to incorporate a lot of cool old school adventures into his campaign. And I'm, it's a shame because we were tiptoeing at the Temple of Elemental Evil, which I'll tell myself, I've never had the opportunity to play, but we were we were there, but the party leader panicked with fear and fled the temple after like putting our toe inside the door. Well, that one could always be dusted off, but we'd need to find some folks, so yeah. and it'll I, stay uh, wrapped up for a little yeah. while longer, the waiting. Village of Homlet is a classic, which I never had to play, but hey, thanks, Mr. Eddie. That's that's his baby almost, and he ran that for us, and we had a blast with it. I mean, I, so I got an opportunity to play some really great uh, old-school adventures that I never got to play back in the day because of uh, his brilliant idea for a campaign, which was a fun campaign. Well, since you mentioned that, I'll mention the Shreveport group that I, I don't know, I'm a reservist in that group. Yeah. But they were talking about doing some old-school mods. They went from uh, Keep on the Borderlands like we were doing, mm -hmm. and now they're into the, what is it, the Lair of the, of the Mad Mage. Oh, wow. That relatively new module and they're like it doesn't have the old school feel that we want mm -hmm. so they're going to go back to some of the classic modules and convert them over cool and uh all the ones that they had out that they were going to choose from mm -hmm. i was like well i'm not going to vote because i've eat, i've ran more of them and if i haven't run it i've played it yeah so it was like five modules and i was like yeah okay there's only one of these that i don't know about yeah because it was like the lost city Mm -hmm. which we had a good time playing that. Absolutely. Bone Hill. Oh, yeah. You know, I love, which you just did that for yeah, us the other I, day. I converted Bone Hill um, for someone's birthday or something, right? And we yeah. Were playing, and y'all played the Dell's Half-Orc characters, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, that's what it was. Palace of the Silver Princess. What is that old Ticklebone or whatever? What, Ticklebone was in that. You know? Palace of the Silver Princess. Oh, that's a cloud. It's a classic, yeah. Uh, Got some weird Errol Otis artwork in that, too. Yeah. Horror yeah. on the Hill. Mm. That's the one. That's the one that I was like, I haven't run it or I haven't played it. I don't, that hardly rings a bell. I'd have to see the artwork or something. Yeah. That must be kind it of It would, a, but. One, like a fringe one or something. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to our topic. 
we're 30 minutes in, which is about yeah, as long as we run our podcast. Say, yeah, we've already rattled off 30 minutes here. Which is pretty easy. Pretty easy yeah. when you're hanging with Matt to have a 30-minute conversation. Because I'm so easy by. to talk to. You are. <laughs> you're a great listener. I'm a phenomenal <laughs> listener. Absolutely. There you got two of those. You should make a drinking game. Every time I say absolutely, you have to drink. You'll be drunk in about five minutes. Make it absolute vodka so we can get sponsored. Yeah, absolutely. So... There was a topic today? I'm afraid so. Um, if we're going to address it. Um, so we're talking about like games other than D&D that we've played that we've enjoyed. Not that there's anything wrong with it. No, we love some D&D. But, and it, we're not even going to go into like DCC because everybody that knows us knows we have an abiding love for DCC and Goodman Games. But like other games, and unfortunately some of them are, might be dead games, I guess. But Does anything stay dead for long though? No, I mean... What is the saying like that which blah 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 cannot long be dead? Blah blah blah. I can't remember the saying. Um, so I'm glad I could reference it. Um, but yeah, like I know talking about games that we've played at cons or we played years ago, like, like had you played Paranoia before you, yeah, you played it with uh, Rob before you ever played it at a con, right? Or did yeah. you play at the con first? I think I played it with Rob first. Yeah. And what was the, was that one like based off Jurassic Park or something or? No, that was the one we played with Ben. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Because we, I played w- one with Rob. It feels weird. That fun theme. What was the theme on it? Mm, nothing. That was Mr. Bubbles. Oh, okay. okay. Which is like the introductory module. Well, you buy the, geez, I can't even think what edition it is. I'm going to say third. Mm-hmm. And I could easily be called a liar, but I think it's third edition. Because yeah. somebody bought the rights from, uh, uh, what is it? Mongoose Games. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Mongoose had it at one point. It may already be on to somebody else now. Yeah, I mean... Because I want to say they're at 5th edition or 7th edition or something crazy. It's like, for our listeners that don't know, Paranoia is a dystopian science fiction role-playing game originally designed and written uh, by some guys at West End Games in 1984. There you go. Since 2004, the game has been published under license by Mongoose Publishing. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You called it. But Mr. Bubbles... I'm trying to think, what's the one for Call of Cthulhu that everybody plays? The Haunting? Don't start me lying. I'll start you lying. Start me lying. But anyway, that's like the introductory module. If you buy the book on third edition or whatever it is, that's the mod that comes with it. It's a lot of fun. I've played it. I've run it. Anytime I get to do a robot voice, I'm in business. So, I mean, I think basically... So for people who don't understand paranoia, it's like dystopian, and but more it's it's got a sense of humor, but a very dark, dark, twisted sense of humor. Um, and, and some people, have, which I'm telling myself, I haven't read the book, but I need to. Harlan Ellison wrote, um, "I have no mouth and I must scream," and they say that that's maybe where they drew from for the game. But it's after some sort of uh, post-apocalypse, people that have been in this sort of underground shelter or whatever these huge un- sprawling cities. And there's a computer AI that sort of runs things, but the AI is corrupt. It's, it's basically crazy. Um, and there's all this paranoia, you know, the, po- the commie, you know, that paranoia from that era, you know. Uh, and there's mutants, but mutants are outlawed. And some of the players are mutants. And there's clones. And so if you die, it's not a big deal because in comes your next clone. and Which so is typically know. six. Yeah. So it's just kind of, and then the names are funny, you know, ha ha. Because um, there's the society has a, a case system that's like red, blue, yellow, whatever. And anyway, um, so yeah, but it's 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 usually a lot of fun. I remember the first time I ran it for some people, 
they weren't used to the concept of backstabbing and vying against other players. And like the first time one guy shot the other guy's character because they figured he was part of a opposing secret society or he was a mutant or whatever. This guy was like butthurt. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop right now. This is a beer and pretzels game. This is the kind of game where, yeah, you, you kind of screw your buddy over, but it's playful. You know, don't get butthurt about it. You know, if, if you're living right, you're going to burn through all of your clones, you know. But anyway, but I played it years ago. My buddy Ross in Missouri ran it, and it was I just loved it. Had a lot of fun, and I anyway. And uh, Rob ran us through one. Did you ever get to play it with Rob? No, I didn't. There's a lot of stuff you do with Rob. I never got to be involved with. That's right. But anyway, back to this. He ran us one that was based on the Heart of Darkness, or what's the movie Apocalypse Now? The Uh horror, the horror. So that was pretty fun because you didn't even realize. You were playing through that until you get to the very end, until you're in the heart of darkness sort of thing, and you're like, oh. Uh, cool. And then we did the one with Ben Burns, which yeah. was kind of Jurassic Park. Yeah, which was that was one of our first NTRPGs. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. And that's when we were, you started to kind of develop a friendship with Ben. Cause which we've come to regret. Yeah, of course. It has cost me a lot of money in Kickstarters. <laughs> yeah, you're his Kickstarter buddy. i tell you what. You can call it that. You know it. Um, I thought that was a nice way to put it. <clears throat> and then you're talking about, once again, Ben, Call of Cthulhu. Um, that's a game that... James Ward? Yeah, James Ward is is runs a phenomenal COC game, and, and he runs that a lot. Ben Burns. We played with him at NTRPG. Again, it was me, you, Gary, and TJ. And, uh, man, that was just... that It was so amazing. And I'll tell the story. It was so phenomenal. Well, then I came back later and said, hey, man, I want to run COC. Which adventure is that? And he tells me, oh, it's the basic one on the back of the book. And I'm like, you're kidding Which me. Which I think is like The Haunting yeah. or whatever. And I said, okay. So I started reading. And I went, whoa, no, no, no. I, I reach out and I'm like, Ben, no, no. This is nothing like the thing you ran. That was phenomenal. He goes, oh, well, man, yeah, I embellished some parts and fleshed things out. No, the part just says the players do a ritual. I found some Latin online that I printed out for the players to chant. Remember I'd turn the lights down in that one conference room and I had kind of low spooky music playing. So, I mean, those effects like dimming the lights, having the weird music in the background kind of low and having us actual chant some Latin. I mean, it took a game which would be you know, good and it pushed it over the top. I mean, it was memorable. But that is one of the things with, Call of Cthulhu for sure is the atmosphere. Absolutely. You want people to be frightened. It's it's a scary game. If you're not kind of a little bit like You should play it down. at night. Mm-hmm. You should play it in a private room if you can where mm-hmm. you can control all the sounds. Like As much as I'm like, go to the con, go to the con, that's probably mm-hmm. not the one to play with 12 tables of other people around you. Mm-hmm. But I can say at least one of James Ward's Call of Cthulhu games is going to be in the private Longview Computer Center sponsored Ooh, room. La, la. So when there's stuff like that, I try to take it, keep it in mind and say who would benefit the most from this? Who will get Smart. the best out of that experience? Yeah, and that, definitely that room is phenomenal. James is a phenomenal GM. That's a game I bet you'll see fill up quick. Well, to completely change subjects again, yeah. for our long con, we get all of our badge sales tonight. So we'll get our report card and we'll see how fantastic we did. Yeah. The next interesting thing after that is on October the 2nd is when we do the well on the 3rd when they do game no see I'm messing up my dates now I have to edit this out to not yeah tomorrow is game registration right and the fun thing with that is watching to see which ones book up first right right 
as long as me and Matt book up first, that's all that really matters. We I, have very fragile egos. I hate to tell them myself, but I'm kind of concerned that my uh, tournament game probably won't fill up. You are a liar. Uh, true story. I, I bet it will. We'll see. How many games are you running this year? One. How many games am I running? Do you know? One. And Two. That's right. Now you're doing an old school and uh, the uh, MCC. Don't say it. Uh, by, by the Casino of Carnage. Which we mention in every podcast by law, but... Yeah. But no, and that's a great game. It's about game. to get retired. Yeah. I hear you. But it's kind of like definitely the locals here need a shot at it. Um, That might have already not played it. But that's where... Don't get me wrong. My tournament mod's going to be phenomenal. I run a great tournament game. I mean, but... We have a lot of DCC fans coming. There we go. You're part of the DCC we'll weekend. See. But you got to figure, at Red River... I was well. That's not true. The last, the last Lead River, my tournament game filled up, yeah. but not initially. It didn't. Well, just because my stuff fills up faster than yours, <laughs> I wouldn't take it personal. That is not a reflection of you and your GMing skills. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the 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 thing about it is, even if it doesn't sell out tonight or tomorrow, I mean tomorrow, whatever. Come time, there'll be people scrounging around. I'll be like, hey, come over here. But I will say this, which people won't hear this until later, but I broke down and went to a Crown Awards. And, you know, I had really phenomenal medals and trophy at NTRPG. They ain't got nothing. I almost feel a little embarrassed how much. My wife knew how much I spent on this. She didn't listen to our podcast. She would skin <laughs> me alive. So, I mean, it'd be a shame for people not to get these amazing awards. But whatever. Wow. Anyway. Nah, that's going to book up pretty quick, I, I think. probably will. I'm just Anytime being... you say DCC and tournament, yeah. there's a certain core group of people that Matt get those tingles. Rogers. Oh, yeah. And Jason uh, Lilies and Gus. Yeah, and I'm I was thinking those three. Matt Couch. Yeah, but then he running in every damn slot? Yeah, but he may well have saved one of his slots just to get in your tournament game. I hope so, because I've never, I don't think I've, well, no, no, he was there one time, I think. Not this year, but the year before, maybe? I don't know. He hasn't come to Long Con before, but he was in TRPG. I'm talking about NTRPG. I was like, has he ever played one of my tournament games? I think he might have an NTRPG, maybe. It It was the Mutant Crawl Classic, that's what I remember, because I was on that table, too. Yeah, okay. Well, hmm. Okay, fair enough. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. Can you tell t- tell the day's unscripted? Anyway, we're probably sitting at about 40 minutes, by the way. I thought I'd give a little update. Yep. So, I think there was one more game you wanted to get in here under the wire before we just talk about DCC and MCC for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. We did Paranoia. We kind of did Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Was there another? Well, I know, like, you know, when I was younger... Um, what really shaped my love of post-apocalyptic games was... Gamma World? Gamma World, which uh, Gamma World is a science fantasy role-playing game originally designed by James M. Ward, not our awesome local James Ward, but James M. Ward, and Jerry, something I can't pronounce. And it was first published in 1978. It, it borrowed heavily from Ward's earlier project, Metamorphosis Alpha, and uh, which I have never had the pleasure of playing, but I'd love to play Metamorphosis Alpha. One of these days. I'd love to have Ward run it for us. We had the pleasure of what playing... What did we play with him? Gamma World? No. Well, well, what am I saying? We did play Metamorphosis Alpha. Derp. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. Derp. We were on the Warden. I'm, this guy. Uh, I'm getting to you now. But no. But we... Yeah, we got to... Well... And look at him dropping names again. Exactly. Bragger. I know. Just because I was there sitting next to him. Exactly. <laughs> duh. Anyway. But yeah, it was kind of cool to get to play uh, Metamorphosis Alpha with 
James M. Ward. It was awesome. It was. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm being facetious. It was one of the best brutal beatings that we've ever gotten. Oh, yeah. I mean, to, to be killed by Ward is like, that's that's bragging rights, you know. In fact, one of our new friends uh, got killed by him, like, not once, but twice. Which know? James Ward said that was a special thing for him. Yeah. He doesn't do that. Yeah. When you die, you die. But yeah. since we had driven... Jesus, 16, 16 hours. hours that one way, but that was 30 hours with all the back and forth and hoop to dupes that we did. Mm-hmm. He made a special provision just for us that if you died, you could come back as a kind of a robot player. But once you got that one killed, you were done. Now, something that I, in all the years I'd owned it, I had a friends that owned it, but we never, ever got to play boot hill. And Boot Hill is the, the Wild West game from TSR, you know, the people that originated D&D. Boot Hill was a Western-themed role-playing game designed by Brian Bloom, Gary Gygax, and John, Don Kay, and first published in 1975. That was their third game they ever published was Boot Hill. And we luckily got to play that a couple years ago with Ryan Beam at NTRPG, mm-hmm. which Ryan is is a great guy. And uh, in fact, that whole bunch is great out of uh, West Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had so much fun. And I'll props to TJ because per all his characters, per his idiom that Ryan's like, all right, no character. one playing Indian. TJ insisted on playing an Indian. <laughs> all his characters are the same character. Yeah. And then basically, hilariously enough, his flying pony, his Indian, like watching the very first bar. And They're Ryan, all insane. Yeah. And Ryan figured, let me underline why you don't play an Indian. So right away, the guy goes, get out of here, you know, red skin or whatever. And so TJ whips out his big old Bowie knife and goes, ay, 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 and he jumps over the counter and scalps the guy. And everybody in the bar, of course, because that's our old local friend, Jim, the bar, they whip out their pistols. So he's with us so we shouldn't have but we pull out our pistols and we blaze away and blow them all away so ron had this whole elaborate wonderful adventure and we pooped all over it next thing you know we spent the next three hours being on the lamb from the law and played out the posse chasing us and all the craziness that ensued so he we went off the rails completely which I have thought about doing that because that, again, is another great convention game. Yeah. You don't want to play Boot Hill. Uh, the campaign. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. But it, now I wouldn't run that because I would run Dark Trails, baby. Yeah. I was Wild say, West we, flavor, got, DCC yeah, it's spine. Weird West. Because that's me. The Wild West is cool. Sexy. But give me some Weird West. You know, absolutely. And David Beatty's going to be at the con this year. Are you advertising during my podcast again? I am. Jeez, Just to underline people. that David Betty will be there running his game, his baby, Dark Trails. I apologize for all Matt's advertising in this podcast. And James Watson's running some too. And it's themed. Which he's another one of the DCC cool casts that'll be on your tournament yeah, game, he, I'm he's, sure. He's awesome. He's His adventure is themed out of Jefferson. So it's kind of like a local. That's kind of cool that it's based in East Texas. So I think. Uh, so maybe after uh, David Beatty comes through here, he'll write one based on Longview, Texas. Yeah, that would be cool because Longview's got an interesting history. Haunted history. One more thing, and then I'll leave it alone. Oh, and one more thing. Go ahead. Oh. No, that's you. Go but, ahead. So you got to figure we've covered a lot of bases. Okay, so like, well, Matt, did you ever play any sci-fi games? Matt, did you ever play any sci-fi games? As it would happen, because look who got me into games, Gary Hopkins, big sci-fi guy. Back in the day, there was a game called Traveler. I'm sure a lot of people heard of. We we dabbled in it, but it just didn't. 
connect. Did you die in character creation? Exactly. I died in character creation. And I think as a young child said, this is BS. I didn't say BS. But anyway, so we end up playing Universe, which I have so much fond memories for Universe. And I hate that it kind of died out. But Universe uh, was like a space opera. Uh, um, It was a role-playing game of the future, science fiction, da-da-da. It was published by Simulation Publications Corporate, SPI, from 81 to 83. So it was a very narrow window. It was available. Probably a lot of people never heard of it or or got to play it. But honestly, if you could get your hands on the rules, we had so much fun. And what are the odds? We played Smugglers, a la Han Solo, Chewbacca, whatever. But it was a great theme playing smugglers uh you know i mean all the mischief that han and chewie got into that's rife for space adventures and but it had really amazing rules for ship to ship combat uh and the role-playing rules were okay they were that was during the era when things were starting to get overly complicated i think the game was too complicated now i played star frontiers which was the tsr one but which it probably in that regard it was probably better but anyway all right well i'm getting that look from Matt, which means we've got to wrap it up. Yeah, we've been. It's time to I, wrap I've it up. Been a little, little longer. There's been enough advertising in this. We're yeah. gonna wrap it up. But, but if it, you haven't bought your badge for Long Con Spring yet, yeah, it's still out there. Awesome, get it, get it, do it. All right, do it. Just like, do it. A zero level character that's been smacked in the head by a T Rex. We're all out of hit points. Ugh. See you next time.